Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the USA Today Network, welcome to The Chop, a Rutgers football podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Ross, Chris Eisman, and Steve Edelson. And that's right. It's time for another edition of the Chopper Rutgers football podcast. Along with Steve Edelson, I'm Chris Eisman. And for the next couple of episodes, I'm going to try to fill in for Ryan as the host. I'm going to try not to derail this too much so that when he comes back, he still has a podcast to host. Steve, we're going to try and do our best. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to, but I'm going to try. Anyway, lots to talk about on this episode. Uh, obviously, we're going to recap uh, Rutgers lost to Minnesota, the, the Sam Brown injury, which is a, certainly a crushing blow to the offense. Uh, we'll discuss the current quarterback situation. And Greg Schiano made some news on Monday uh, with the announcement that Gavin Wimsat will be the starter against Michigan. And it's kind of signaling a new era for Rutgers. So we'll talk about that. And then obviously we'll preview Rutgers game against Michigan on Saturday. So, Steve, starting with the loss to Minnesota, I mean, I, I don't know how much we can really say about that. You know, I mean, it was just it was an ugly game for Rutgers. Their offense looked way too much like it did earlier in the season when they had, you know, when Sean Gleason was still running the show. Um, it was just an ugly game all, all the way around. They couldn't get anything going. They couldn't stop Mohamed Ibrahim, uh, Minnesota's dominant running back, who has now run for at least 100 yards in 16 straight games. Um, he ran for about 159 against Rutgers. It was just it was an ugly game. And. You know, there's really not a whole lot to say about that one, Steve. Well, to add insult to injury is the loss of of Sam Brown because there was one of the real nice late season storylines to to try and see this young back progress. And now with a foot injury, we're not going to see him. And let's face it, he was also a key part of any equation that saw Rutgers going to a bowl game. So to not have him, you know, that that really hurts and it hurts down the stretch and it just hurts in terms of, you know, the real interest. There was a real interesting thing to see a young kid develop like that. Yeah, no doubt. And, and the news came down. It was a really interesting situation, obviously, with the way that it all kind of happened. Right. I mean, obviously, you know, he, he gets he suffers the injury. The previous game against Indiana had, you know, was the best his best game so far. 101 yards on 28 carries um, gets hurt in the fourth quarter and limps off the field. But then, you know, he's, he's talking to us after the game. And, and usually when a player comes out to talk to the reporters after the game, it, it means that, you know, the player's okay, that the injury wasn't overly serious. And Greg Schiano felt comfortable having him talk. Um, and so he, he said he, he felt he believed he'd feel, he'd feel okay. He'd kind of just go through the treatment process the next couple of days and be all right. Then Monday comes and, and Greg Schiano said that, you know, he, he felt like Sam Brown was, was, you know, he had to do a few more things with the doctors, but he was optimistic that he was going to be okay. And then at that point, things just kind of um, kind of got derailed a little bit. Obviously, more testing, you know, showed that the injury was more severe than they, they initially realized. And, um, and you know, about two, a little over two hours before the game against Minnesota, you know, the news came down that he was going to be out for the season. And, you know, there's no doubt, as you said, Steve, I mean, this was a guy who fans are really excited about. Um, and, and, you know, it, it was 
a real key piece. And, and you look at too, you know, you got to feel for the kid. I mean, he worked really, really hard to get to this point. He was not an early enrollee. So he didn't join the team for, you know, last spring, spring practices. He didn't get a jump start on, you know, learning the offense. Um, and he came, he joined the program in the summer and, and spent a ton of hours, you know, off the field um, in the, in the Hale center, just, you know, learning the offense and really, really getting better. And then eventually becoming the lead back and, and to have that happen, um, it was uh, it was a crushing blow. So, you know, no doubt Rutgers has some has some depth at running back, you know, with Kyle Manungai and Alshadi Salam. And now Aaron Young is back, which is, you know, big because of his versatility as, as a pass catcher. Um, so they have some depth there, but certainly the loss of Sam Brown uh, is going to hurt. And, you know, I'm not sure, you know, when you look at this offense, it's just it continues to just struggle to, to move the ball. And, and that Indiana game, as we said on last week's episode, Steve, there's really not a whole lot you could take away from that because of how poorly Indiana has played on defense all year. Right. And and let's face it, you saw that in this game where, you, you know, they could hardly get an inch running the ball against a really good Minnesota uh, defense. So, you know, that was kind of a reality check. And, and uh, you know, there was there was so much going on in that game, you know, from Gavin Wimsett making his first Big Ten start like that, and and the, you know all the takeaways from his play. I mean, what what did you take away from what you saw of Wimsett there, Chris? You know, listen, I I think that I, I, it's funny after that game you see so many different opinions of the way he played, right? I mean, you see people who say you know he was much better than the stats showed and there were some people say he wasn't good enough and i'm actually i would go more towards the people who say he was better than what the stats showed i don't think he played all that poorly i think he made some really good throws i thought he made some good reads um i think that he looked really confident you know i thought he looked poised i i think he he really has a, a you can see his command of the offense growing um and, you know, I, the, the big thing in that game, and, and Greg Schiano addressed this, I asked him about it. You know, they had – Schiano mentioned f- like five drops by the receivers that, you know, killed some plays, and you just can't have that. And, you know, it's, it's you know Schiano said they're inexcusable, and that really obviously it hurts Wimsat's stat line, but it also just hurts the offense's ability to move the ball. You know, I don't think he was as bad as, as his stat line – or he played as poorly as, as his stat line might indicate. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't think that at all. Yeah, no, I I actually thought you saw some good things. The drops were just killers. Um, you know, and listen, they're asking him to do, you know, this RPO stuff. That is really tough, especially for a young guy. You have got to make a split second read. You have got to make a decision. And then you've got to pull the playoff. Um, you know, it's going to take some time. But I agree with you, Chris. I thought I thought what you saw, there was enough there to say, you know, let's keep going here. Yeah, no doubt. And, and it kind of brings us to our next, you know, our next point about the future of that position. You know, obviously, Wimsett, he, he takes that hard hit in the fourth quarter and then he's down on the turf for a while getting trans- attended to by uh, trainers. He eventually gets off, walks off under his own power into the injury tent. Uh, and we didn't really know exactly what his status was going to be, but he comes through that OK. And on Monday, Greg Schiano announces that Gavin Wimsett is going to be the starter against Michigan. And this has been the first time all season that we know the starting quarterback days in advance. And it was, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting move that he decided to do this, but I thought, I think for the program and, and listen, I'm, I'm on record. I said last week's show that I think that they should go with Noah Vedral. You know, I, I, because I just felt like he gave them the best chance to win. We talked about how he can manage the offense. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes, but this is kind of a, a new change for Rutgers. It's kind of starting to new, uh, the new era 
you know, Greg Shiano is handing the keys to Gavin Wimstad and saying, here you go, kid, see what you can do. Well, and I, I think it's the right move. Um, I, again, I thought I thought they would go with Vedral just because he did give them the best chance to win. But, you know, I think this is, is an incredible little glimpse into the mindset now is that, look, we, this kid is the future. The future has got to be now, and we got to get him in. we got to start getting him in against Big Ten teams in important games, you know, and uh, and he's going to get a, get a big test now uh, in his second start. So I, I think it was the right move. Yeah, no doubt. And it, like you said, it, it's, it's just his time. So Greg Shiano actually discussed uh, Gavin, the decision to start Gavin Wimsett. So let's hear what he had to say on Monday. I think what I said Saturday, I, I you know, I watched him pretty closely because you have a really young quarterback in there. I felt he looked comfortable. I don't think he felt out of place. I felt that uh, he ran an operation. Um, and then he made some really good throws. And then he made a mistake. And then he made a uh, another mistake that were two, two turnovers. But... Um, he shows why we're excited about his future. That, that's what I thought I could come away with Saturday was it's a matter of time. You know, I do believe that. I think it's a, uh, a when, not an if. You just got to keep going. And, you know, we're, we're building something here, and he's a big part of it. Uh, but so are a bunch of other guys that are working their tails off. So just keep moving. Listen, obviously this quarterback situation has dominated the season, right? It's been the biggest topic around the team all year. Going back to the first game when, you know, Noah Vedra wasn't available, so Rutgers initiated this quarterback rotation between Gavin Wimsett and Evan Simon. And a lot of people obviously didn't like that rotation. They felt like they should go with with one guy and stick with him. Then eventually Noah Vedra comes back from the injury. He's now in part of the mix. He gets some starts. It's been an ongoing thing all year long. And Later on in the press conference, you know, Greg Shiano actually discussed that they didn't have a lot of choices at that time. You know, they didn't have the, the luxury of saying, you know, here you go. You're the guy, because at that point, it didn't seem like Wimsett or Simon were ready to take that role. You know, they, they the competition that had started in, in spring practice had rolled right on through training camp. Neither guy really kind of declared himself as the starter, per se. So I think that they had to do that at that time, or at least that's what Greg Shiano was saying. And. You know, now I think that they feel like Gavin Wimsett is ready. And we've asked him, he's just talked about before in previous weeks about why he feels like Gavin Wimsett, you know, is getting better. And he said he's, you know, they saw him practice from week to week. He was getting better. He was getting better at making decisions, making faster decisions, um, which is obviously, uh, you know, it's, it's crucial to say the least when you're going up against Big Ten defenses that are have really fast defensive back that, it close, that can close plays really quickly. And he was getting better and better at that. And I think that they're now confident that he's the guy. And listen, we've seen his talent before. We, we saw it again. It, it came against Wagner. So it's one of those games that, you know, you kind of you can't take too much away, as we've talked about a lot on the on show already. But you saw that touchdown throw that he made. I mean, he has a cannon, a cannon for an arm. I mean, the type of arm that, you know, quarterback that Rutgers hasn't had in a long time. You see that raw talent. And the kid just turned 19 years old. On Saturday, on his birthday against Minnesota, he turned 19 that day. He's still growing. He's still developing. And now he's going to get the chance to go up against some of the best. 
Well, as Greg Shano said, you know, it's just a matter of time. And 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 I think the clock is ticking. So why not get him in there? And, and I think, as, as you pointed out, Chris, this really was always a matter of when we think he's ready to do it, he goes in there regardless of the situation. I, and I think that they finally, he was healthy and they finally felt, you know, that, that things had slowed down to the point. And then it was, you know, regardless of the situation, it's time to put him in. And and, and that was his time. And now, now we're really going to, you know, it really adds some spice to the last few games here. Um, you know, I mean, they're still in the hunt for, for a bowl game, but they're going to need Gavin Wimsett to play really well. And we'll see, we'll see now against, you know, a big name team at home, how he does. Yeah. I mean, and that was the whole thing too, right? That so many fans are talking about and people outside the program was, well, can you, can you develop when you're not playing? Can you get better if you were not in games? Can you, you know, is that, is practice enough? And I, I think that to a degree it is, I, I think that you can develop and you can get better at practice, but now is the time where, you know, he's going to have an opportunity to learn from his mistakes and which he's done well at, you know, for the most part so far, he does do a good job of learning and, and kind of making those improvements. And I, I think that, you know, Greg Schiano made it clear after he, he fired Sean Gleason that he believes that they can win games this year. And that's why I thought that, you know, again, as I said earlier, I thought that Noah Vedral was the right option for that because he'll manage the offense. But you know what? They, they're, I think Shiano still feels that they can win games, and now he's going to let you know, Gavin Wimsett have that opportunity. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see what Gavin Wimsett can do, you know, going forward. Um, and, you know, here you go, kid. Here comes Michigan. Here comes one of the best defenses in the country. Um, and this is going to be, you know, a game I, I think that obviously, you know, coming into the season – you circle it as one of the tougher games on Rutgers schedule. And the funny thing is that they've actually played Michigan tough the last couple of years, obviously pushing them to triple overtime in that, you know, 2020 pandemic season. That was a wild game in SHI stadium. And then they played them tough on the road last year at the big house, you know, before losing 20 to 13. I think that this is going to be obviously, a, I mean, Michigan has just been steamrolling opponents all year. You know, they're eight. No. Um, I mean, what, Steve, what, when you look at this game, I mean, what do you kind of want to see from Rutgers and just, and, you know, in, in some ways, it kind of goes along with what we talked about, you know, leading into the Ohio State game earlier this year. Well, I think you really want to see a continuation of what has happened since Greg Schiano got here in the rivalry and having competitive games with Michigan. I mean, listen, that's 78 nothing. That still sticks in the crawl of, of Rutgers fans. You know, nobody likes Harbaugh. I mean, so and, and the last game Chris Ash was here, let's face it, 52 to nothing. So. You know, he has he has really stabilized the situation and I, you would like to see it be a competitive game. And these are to me, these are very important games from a standpoint when big name Big Ten teams come in here to Rutgers. You want to have a good showing, even if you don't win. You know, you're trying to fence the garden. You don't want Michigan coming in here and beating you in New Jersey 55 to nothing. So, again, I, I, I think there's a lot of of storylines and subplots to this. Um and and I think it can be a win for, for Rutgers here to keep this game close and make it a competitive game. No doubt. And for them to do that, you know, Rutgers is really going to have to try and figure out a way to slow down Michigan's rushing attack. They have the fifth best rushing offense in the country, uh, 246 yards on the ground per game. They're first in the Big Ten. Um, you know, Blake Corum, obviously, he leads that attack. He's got 1,000. 1,078 yards uh, so far this season, 14 touchdowns. He's averaging 134.8 yards per game. And then behind him is, is you know, Donovan Edwards, who, who's also kind of they form a one-two punch. But Blake Coram's really the guy. 
Uh, let's listen to Greg Schiano discuss how tough Michigan's running attack has been this season and what it's going to take to kind of try and slow them down. Well, it's hard. I mean, um, why do they have a good running game? They have a very good offensive line. They have two really good backs, probably more, but two that play a lot, and a quarterback that can run and pass. So you have to defend the pass. You have to defend his run. The offensive line's doing a good job blocking, and they got two upper echelon running backs. So it's uh, it's one of the better outfits in America on offense. That's why you look at where they're ranked in all those st- statistical categories. They're up in the top. Um have we played against people like that? Yeah, we have. We have to do a great job. We have to be at our very best to have a chance to slow them down. Are you going to stop them? No. No one stopped them. Um, but we're going to do everything we can to the best of our ability and see where that stacks up. Yeah, and, and as Shiano said, you're not going to stop them. All Rutgers can try and do is limit them as much as possible. You know, this is going to be, a, you know, Rutgers defense and the defensive line has really impressed all season. But this is going to be a, one of the toughest tests, if not the toughest test that that unit has faced all year, just because of how good and how big and strong and physical Michigan's offensive line is. It's going to be a challenge. And, you know, this is going to be a game where, as you said, Steve, if Rutgers can keep it competitive, if you can keep it close, you know, you almost look at that as a win. Well, I think it is going to be a great test for this defense. And I think you look at the 31 nothing last week. I mean, they got put in some some tough spots there. This unit has really played pretty well. And when you look at Michigan, you know, you're going against a, a running back who's a Heisman Trophy contender, you know, some really good talent on that team. I mean, th- this this will be a really good test. And, and that will be really the key to try and keeping it close is to contain them as much as possible. No doubt. And, you know, the thing is, too, is that you remember last year, Rutgers went into Michigan, you know, went into Ann Arbor and they and Michigan at that point was averaging 350 yards on the ground per game. They were the best team rushing team in the nation. Rutgers held them to 112 yards. So, you know, and they did have a chance in that game. Listen, they went into the fourth quarter with a chance to win, which is what Rutgers wants in every game it plays. So, I mean, it's done it before. Obviously, the personnel this year is different, but it's still they've got some talent on that side of the ball. So, you know, you know, we'll see what can happen if, if Rutgers can manage to do that. You know, who knows? But it's obviously going to be – this is going to be a monumental challenge for them. So, Steve, when you look at this game, I mean, what are you predicting? Typico is, you know, Sportsbook is saying that Michigan is a 25-and-a-half-point favorite. What do you think? You know, that's probably about right. But I, what I would say is I think Rutgers has, has, a, has a way to kind of keep this a little closer than that. I think they can eke out some stuff offensively. They can get a little bit of a, a running game going. Wimsett can, you know, protects the ball, makes a few plays. I think this defense is is still pretty stout. I'm going to go with Michigan 30, Rutgers 16. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like that, Steve. And I, I again, I just think that this is going to be a really tough game. I'm going to go 42-10 Michigan. They're just so good all around this year. They're just steamrolling opponents, as we said. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, if Rutgers can keep it close, that would be a win for them, but that's probably not going to happen, fortunately, for, for the Rutgers fans out there. And I'm sure that they would agree in a lot of ways, but I would, so I'm going to go 42, 10 and, and we'll see, you know, we'll see what Rutgers can do. Steve and I will be there. So read our coverage uh, of that game on NorthJersey.com on app.com. And obviously we'll be back uh, next week to recap that game and, and then preview Uh, the the following game against Michigan State. So thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week on the CHOP, our Rutgers football podcast. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, 
human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.